The countdown has begun. From May 14th to 16th, a thousand global leaders will gather in Doha for the Qatar Economic Forum powered by Bloomberg. Join heads of state, influential ministers and leading CEOs to make new connections, gain unique insights and uncover valuable opportunities in one of the world's most rapidly rising regions. Request your invite for this exclusive event at QatarEconomicForum.com. This is Bloomberg Business of Sports. The cold hard truth about the Olympic journey is not really been financially incentivized in the same way that many other professional sports are. The business of basketball involves CBA, Global, our licensing arm, Think 450. All of those things will make up what that looks like. Money in sports is one of the reasons why I enjoy being on Monday Night Countdown. We talk about some of the more interesting aspects of business of sports. When you talk in sports, discipline is the bridge from being good to other being great at whatever it is that you're trying to be or accomplish at your profession. Bloomberg Business of Sports from Bloomberg Radio. Welcome to the Bloomberg Business of Sports podcast, where we explore the big money issues in the world of sports. I'm Michael Barr. I'm Scarlett Fu. And I'm Damian Sassauer. Oh, Damian's back. Yes, Lord. <laughs> and we all and we have another guest, Justin Wise. Thank you, sir. Because you wrote something very special that we all need to hear about. And this is about the commanders. And you wrote about uh, ex-Goldman Law Chief uh, Age Dan Snyder, owner of the commanders, in the quest to keep the NFL team. Can you take us through that? Uh, what? Because this has really become complicated. We got the House wants to have a hearing on the team. Take us through what is going on, because there are a bunch of he said, she says on both sides. Yeah, and uh, thank you very much for having me. So as you mentioned, there's a lot going on in this. And so my story was trying to kind of unpack everything that is going on involving Dan Schneider and the Washington football team. Now, a lot of that dates back to the um, summer of 2020 when the Washington Post began publishing some reports, uh, including allegations from several former employees about the organization and its allegedly toxic work culture. Um, that prompted an investigation that was eventually overseen by the NFL. Um, and it ultimately ended with uh, the league um, slapping the team with a $10 million fine. It required Snyder to step back from day-to-day operations. But um, the league did not re- release a written report on the probe's findings, as it's done with other investigations. And Congress last fall began its own investigation since then, the NFL has began another investigation that began after another accusation of sexual misconduct, this time against Dan Schneider specifically, came from the Congress's investigation. And since then, we've had uh, the D.C. and Virginia attorney generals have announced that they're doing investigations of their own. So my story was just kind of trying to unpack all of the scrutiny that Dan Schneider is facing and, and the lawyers he's he's tasking with kind of defending him amid uh, a lot of what what you had alluded to earlier is a lot of uh, growing scrutiny and Congress now is, is trying to uh, get him to testify before the mm-hmm. committee uh, in a de- deposition. Okay, I think I counted five investigations in there, including the one that led to the $10 million fine and four that uh, seem to be pending or will soon take place. So the story in which you wrote about um, Karen Patton Seymour, who uh, was a key figure for Goldman Sachs, she helped Goldman settle criminal Mm -hmm. investigations in the 1MDB scandal. 
she is now defending uh, Dan Snyder, is that right, against uh, these House accusations? Yeah, that is correct. Since February, she's been working as Dan Schneider uh, on his legal team. Um, she's been counseling him. Now, February is also the same month that a uh, um, accusation of sexual misconduct against Dan Schneider was made and that uh, prompted the NFL to announce that it was going to conduct an independent investigation of its own. My reporting suggests that she is counseling him on all of the investigations, mm. but she is also primarily the uh, she has been um, corresponding with the House uh, Committee on Oversight and Reform uh, in recent weeks and has been going back and forth with them. Um, most recently, she was going back and forth with them on whether Dan Schneider would appear voluntarily in, in a um, hearing that occurred in late June. He did not voluntarily appear, and that has um, led to this new cycle. Um, but she has been uh, coordinating back and forth with the committee right now. So, so Justin, you know, help me understand this. You know, so basically the NFL conducts, uh, you know, an investigation, uh, slaps Dan Snyder on the wrist with a $10 million fine, you know, forces uh, his wife, Tanya, to take over day-to-day operations uh, for the Washington Commanders. Um, all these allegations against him. I mean, doesn't that seem a little bit low? I mean, and why? I mean, oh my goodness, the House conducted an independent panel against Dan Snyder. What are they finding that the NFL hasn't? I mean, has the NFL dropped the ball here? Has Roger Goodell dropped the ball here? Um, well, I think the House investigation, and and I think they've been very vocal about this, is they wanted to have more transparency on the whole thing. I think it's it's at least from the sources that I've talked to, there's it's unclear if the NFL dropped the ball because there needs to be more disclosure is at least the the feeling from the committee and the feeling from lawyers um, representing some of these former employees that there's just uh, even lawyers who are operating uh, who are just observing on the outside are saying it's really just unclear right now because there's a need perhaps for more disclosure and more understanding of what the initial investigation from the NFL found um, in other cases in which the NFL has in, conducted some of these investigations, they've released a written report. In this case, they did not. So I think for Congress's sake, I think that was a big reason for why they are being so transparent about everything that's going on and and wanting to scrutinize uh, the team and the league further. The the committee is is scrutinizing the league as well. That should be noted, um, you know, highlighted too. Karen Patton Seymour, I I, want to clarify this, just the relationship about what she had in the past She's the same woman who helped convict Martha Stewart back in 2004 on stock mm-hmm. trading uh, for the investigation involved in that. So if you had to check a box, I, I would check complicated here. <laughs> she has a decorated career. She's also she was at Goldman Sachs and was very integral in helping settle the um she helped settle the probes of the bank's role in the, the biggest foreign bribery case in U.S. enforcement history. So she played a, a very big part in that as the legal chief of Goldman at the time, um, which ended with the um, bank agreeing to penalties that put its overall tab at, at more than $5 billion. So she obviously played a, a very big part in a, a very big uh, case here in the U.S. the last few years. Yeah, and this case is promising to be just as complicated and complex. Um, help me understand something here, Justin. What does the NFL want out of this? Or what what is its goal here with uh, Goodell launching another investigation? And I ask this because Dan Schneider was the majority owner, but he had three minority owners in the team 
as recently mm-hmm. as two years ago before they all ended up selling because they just wanted to, I guess, get out of the, the team. Um, all the public fighting was taking a toll. Robert Rothman, Dwight uh, Shar, and Fred Smith uh, of FedEx, of course, uh, were minority owners um, with about a 40% stake. And the NFL approved the transfer of those stakes or the sale of those stakes to Dan Schneider and his family so that they now own 100% of the team. What does the NFL want? Does it want Dan Schneider to keep the team or does it want Dan Schneider to be forced to sell the team? Well, so Roger Goodell um, testified in the hearing I uh, referenced earlier in which Dan Schneider did not testify. And and he uh, explicitly stated that he believed that um, Dan Schneider and the team, uh, that the penalties that were enforced were proper. Uh, He said that they were unprecedented for what penalties the team faced. And he believed that it was a proper punishment. Um, I think Congress and its investigation and some of the investigations that are ongoing by the other attorneys general are looking into whether it is proper. At, at the end of the day, the NFL's owners um, or top officers who appear on an executive committee in the NFL would have the most authority over Dan Schneider's ownership of the team, or whether something you know that consequential would take place. Roger Goodell has reminded the committee last month that he does not have the unilateral power in that regard. But I think these investigations ongoing now suggest that other that Congress and perhaps the state attorney general want to scrutinize whether that punishment was proper. Justin, let's play a what if scenario. What if, um, you know, these probes reveal something far more alarming? I'm not going to go all Jeff Epstein on you, but let's say there was something really deep and seated going on here. You know, at that point, you know, what happens? You know, can they take the football team away from Dan Snyder? How does that work? Like, what? How does that work? You know, from a process uh, standpoint. Yeah, from from a process standpoint, it would, um, like I said, it would go to the owners or the top um, officers of the league uh, who sit on the league's executive committee. Um, it, there's actually the NFL bylaws uh, were released in federal court recently, so it kind of uh, gave us a peek into into the actual stipulations of. What would what would take place for, you know, say there were, like you said, more alarming revelations that came from these investigations and the owners uh, finally said they had enough. Three fourths of the owners would need to vote um, or need to support uh, a removal. The commissioner himself also could recommend that the league's executive committee take action. That would also demand a three fourths vote. And from, you know, the lawyers that I've talked to and the people that have uh, worked or at least observed the league and kind of um, sports law from that standpoint, uh, every indication I've got is that exactly the stakes are very high right now that Dan Schneider is in, you know, the proverbial hot seat um, in relating to these investigations because uh, if more comes out, the owners very well could it could reach a tipping point and compel them to, to act. Well, again, we're we're back to, and I'm I'm playing old newsman here. I'm not talking about anybody else who was with the commanders. I'm talking about Dan Snyder himself because he's denying everything. Uh, he says I didn't do anything wrong. So now, what do you do? Because you have to have some proof about what happened if you are going to accuse Dan Snyder of. The allegations, of course, the big one that that's the flashy one is the House investigation. So we all see that. And then Snyder didn't show up. And that's that's not a good look if you're Dan Snyder. 
But again, Snyder and his legal team say he didn't do anything. That, that's that's right. And um, I think it's, yeah, like you mentioned, it's kind of uh, to be determined. It's unclear, uh, the timeline on these investigations. I think right now the next step is when um, and still if uh, Dan Schneider appears before the committee. There's uh, since, um, at least as of Yesterday, um, when we published the story, the committee and Dan Schneider's legal team were still trying to work out um, him accepting service of the subpoena and um, finding a date for him to appear for a deposition. So until we get to that point, I think it's unclear how much he'll even be um, released from that deposition, too. That should be noted. Um, but I think, as you mentioned, there's still a lot of clarity that needs to needs to be unearthed. I'm curious, is there anyone in this House committee that supports Dan Snyder or is on his side? Or is it pretty much bipartisan uh, in terms of the the need to look into what's going on and the, I don't want to say suspicion, but the concern with what's been happening inside this club? Yeah, I think there's been indications from uh, some members on the uh, Republicans on the committee who have, who have uh, questioned the uh, um, the need for this investigation um, and have uh, would indicate that they were voicing some support for how the NFL has responded in that regard. I, I do think it's it's fair to say that um, there are some Repu- at least one Republican, uh, the ranking member, who um, was voicing uh, speculation about the need for this investigation. Yeah, I think it's it would be fair to say that it's not just complete, full-on, full-fledged support for what the committee's um, majority is, is pushing. You know, I, I, it may, you may not have an answer to this, but I'm just curious, you know, uh, in, in the circles you're speaking with, uh, Justin, you know, what is the perception of Dan, uh, of Dan Snyder amongst his peers, you know, amongst other owners within the NFL? I mean, has anyone, you know, voiced anything regarding this topic or are they just hiding under their desks here or, or more to the point, you know, in the past, you know, Dan Snyder is a high profile character. You know, what, what's the consensus? What's the thought? I mean, is he a good owner? Is he a good person? I mean, I know it's hard for you to answer that, but I'm just curious if you have a sense of, uh, of sentiment there. Yeah, it's a great question. I think I, I do not have um, a window into into some of the owners and what they are thinking. That would be great to have, uh, especially um, given how there has, they have obviously not voiced a lot um, relating to these investigations. They've kept a low profile. But one of the people that I did speak with uh, who has followed the league very well um, in terms of representing clients in, that, in this atmosphere has seemed to say that uh, if you just look at things related to the power authority you might have had in the league, Dan Schneider doesn't have the same power among other owners that he had maybe 10, 20 years ago, but that is, um, that is fair. And as all these investigations are, are coming and he's facing all this increasing scrutiny, it's worth asking what the owners are thinking and whether this is, you know, damaging the league's reputation so much that they're getting frustrated. I, I do not have a window into that. I have not been able to um, speak with any owners or uh, any top officers who could offer some additional um insight on that question, but uh, that is something that I that I had heard as, as far as the thinking among observers of the league. Justin Wise, an excellent article about Dan Snyder. Uh, as we uh, say in the business, stay tuned because there's going to be more chapters involved in this. Am I wrong in counting at least four or five investigations? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, 
That's what, uh, that's mm-hmm. what I was saying. That is correct. Yeah, I, the 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 high profile one, as I was saying earlier, is is the the house one. Mm-hmm. But there's there's a lot of undercurrent going on with all of this, and we're going to see how this plays out. Justin Wise, you are the man. Thank you. Uh, this has been the Bloomberg Business of Sports podcast. I'm Michael Barr, along with Scarlett Fu and Damian Sassauer. Catch us here each and every Monday, Wednesday, and Thursday, exploring the world of money and sports. And catch me on Twitter at Big Bar Sports. I'm on Twitter at Scarlet Foo. And I'm on Twitter at D Sassauer. And Justin, you got a, you have a Twitter handle, don't you? I do. I'm on Twitter at Justin S. Wise. You're listening to the Bloomberg Business of Sports on Bloomberg Radio Around the World. The countdown has begun. From May 14th to 16th, a thousand global leaders will gather in Doha for the Carter Economic Forum powered by Bloomberg. Join heads of state, influential ministers and leading CEOs to make new connections, gain unique insights and uncover valuable opportunities in one of the world's most rapidly rising regions. Request your invite for this exclusive event at QatarEconomicForum.com.